Praise the Lord. So we're going to start out in Ephesians chapter 2 today. And I'm going to, it, it's going to take me a while to do this, but I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. But as the, just as the others, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show his exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. The word of God will change your life. Hebrews 4.12 says the word is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. So, you know, I really believe it's my job or anybody who's in a pulpit that I teach us, that I teach the word of God. Hallelujah. But you know what? It doesn't matter what I think or say. It's what God thinks that's it's it's what he thinks that's everlasting and everlastingly important, isn't it? It's what God thinks. Hallelujah. In Psalm 119 and verse 130, it says the entrance of your word gives light. Hallelujah. The devil and his darkness is driven out of us by the word of God. So again, this week, I'm, I'm going to talk about Bible salvation. Do you really know what it means or what happened to us when we, when we became a Christian? Did we know what happened to us when, when we were born again? If we're not sure that we knew what, we know what happened, then, then there's, there's a, a, a little place for the enemy to come in with doubt. And, and you know what? It would, it, it, what it does is it, it messes up the effectiveness of our witness. We, we're paralyzed and we can't share what God has done for us. And, and God wants us to be a witness. And see, we need to know whether we're saved or not. Hallelujah. Maybe you know that. But it's really important. So today, I, I, I want you to know that you can know, you can know that you know that you're saved. Now, some people, when you ask them if they're saved, they would give you an answer, something like this. Well, I certainly hope so. Or they, I think so. Another one might say this. Well, you know, I live right. I follow the golden rule. And, uh, and I'm a good neighbor. They'll say something like that. And some people will say this. I was baptized in church when I was a baby. 
The other day, I was with a friend of mine, and he's always witnessed to, witnessing all the time to these people that he knows. And he, he asked them, are you, are you a Christian? And, and this one guy said this. He says, you know, I was in a religious school when I was young, so I took care of it then. And he said, and besides all that, I got married in the church. But, you know, all those are good things, but that answer is lame. But you can know the answer to the question, are you a Christian? Because the Lord wants us to understand that above all things about Bible salvation, he wants us to know about that. And, and God has a whole lot to say about Bible salvation. And in, in Isaiah 45 and verse 22, he says, Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. In Jeremiah 33.3, we know this very well. It says, Call to me and I will answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not Excuse me, you do not know. In Matthew 11 and verses 28 and 29, this is the Lord Jesus. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Look unto me, call unto me, and come on, and come unto me. Look unto me, call unto me, and come unto me. That's the message of salvation. Hallelujah. The Lord says, look unto me. And then he says, come unto me, or call unto me. And then he says, come unto me. I just read this in the book of Ephesians, and, and, and it's, listen clearly here. It says, in Ephesians 2, 1, it says, and you were made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Hallelujah. So see, the Bible says this, that we were made alive when we accept, accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And, and salvation is not this. It's not about us reforming ourselves, reforming our life. Salvation is about life and receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Knowing this, that we've been raised from the dead, spiritually speaking, because we're a spirit. The Bible teaches us this, that we're a three-part being. We're a spirit, we're a soul, and we live in this body. Amen? Amen. The real one, the real, the real person is inside of us, and that's our spirit. That's the eternal part of us. And, and then we have this soulish area up here, which is our mind, will, and emotions. And then we live in a body. This is the one I got. Sorry, <laughs> that's all there is. But so the real me is inside this body. And, 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 I, and, and so when, when you're, you're uh, walking, when you're not walking with the Lord, you need, you need the life of God in you. But see this real me on the inside? If I jumped outside of me, my body would just collapse. Hallelujah. And so, but today... The real Donnie Bennett that's in here, the one that's, that is the one that God is, is the one that God I'm talking about today. The real person on the inside. Now listen carefully to this. We get, the reason we get saved is not because we're moral and it's not because we're just as good as all those people who go to church. 
The real reason is, is because according to God's word, that we're, we're dead to God. And, you know, we can work on ourselves. We can work to do good, even though we're bad. Before we say we're saved, we, we can do everything to make ourselves a better person, that we can think right and we can talk right. But everything that we do on the outside here doesn't affect our spirit man. Our spirit man is still dead. Spiritually speaking, it's dead. And you know, when, when doing all that stuff, you, you, uh, you still don't love God. You don't love the church. It's because you're spiritually dead. You don't like, to, you don't love the Bible because you're spiritually dead. In fact, all the spiritual things are, you're dead to because you're spiritually dead. So we need God no matter what, no matter how much we reform this. We need the Spirit of God inside of us. Hallelujah. And, and, and when we do that, God changes our heart. But if he hasn't done that yet, then we have no interest in God whatsoever. Or confessing the Lord Jesus Christ. We have no interest whatsoever in reading the Bible because there's no life in us. And in the spirit where spiritual things are concerned. And, and if that's where you're at today, then you're not going to go to heaven. But I want you to go to heaven. I don't want you any longer to, to just be in bondage to the devil. Another scripture, it says this is in Ephesians 2, 3. It says, we were once, we once conducted our life in the, lives in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and in the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath, just as the others, without hope and without God in this wicked world. That's why we need to preach the gospel. Have we been in this church and been saved so long that we forgot that there's people out there that are in darkness without any hope? They're without God and they're without Jesus. And do we, have we forgotten about what it was like when we first gave our heart to Jesus? The joy that came to us and the darkness went out and light came in and sin left us and righteousness came in and and death left us and life came in. Hallelujah. And see, at the same time, the Bible says that we were lit. We were lit when God come into our heart. Because the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. And so the Bible says this. It's in, in, in Psalms chapter 18 and verse 28. It says, for thou will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Amen? So when we get lit on the inside, I remember when it happened to me. I remember I began to think differently. All of a sudden, I realized why Rhonda was so excited about the Lord. She got saved before I did. I was still... I was still dead in my sins. But when I got born again, I began to know what she was talking about because the life of God came in me. And when the life of God came in me, I had a different attitude at work. In fact, it was a good attitude, not a bad attitude. My language was changed automatically. I was a different person. We began to pray at night and read the Bible at night. We did get in church, and we served in any way that we could. Hallelujah. 
Because we, <laughs> amen. Because, yeah, you can serve it. Because that's what happened to us. We were different. We were made alive. We just didn't go to church. We just didn't read our Bibles. And we didn't reform. We had the life of God in us. Life. Can you say life? life. Say eternal life. We had the life of God in us. Hallelujah. We'd been made alive. But see, after that comes in, into you, then you learn something else about yourself. When you're born again, you still blow it every once in a while. And, and you know, because you it, it could be you got a temper. It's because maybe you drop back into that old place where you used to live all the time, that old way of living. But it means doesn't mean that you've lost anything because you're still alive on the inside. I heard this story about... about the, it's called KFC now, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think it's called KFC. I don't ever go there. But, but years ago, I went there all the time, and there was these commercials on TV with Colonel Sanders. Do you remember him? A long time ago. If you, the older people go, yeah, uh, Colonel Sanders. In fact, it took me for years, I'd, and I'd tell the kids, hey, let's go to Colonel Sanders. And they go, what is that? It's KFC, Dad. But... Colonel Sanders was, he was, a, he was a well-known guy and, and he got born again. And, and so the guy who was telling this story went to see Colonel Sanders and spent some time with him. And, and so right in the middle of them talking, the Colonel got so excited about something that he blurted out a cuss word. Oh, cuss word. You know, but he blurted that out. But I love what the guy said. He said, you know, but that didn't mean he wasn't saved. You know, it's, it didn't mean the life of God had left him. And even when we do blow it, when we have the life of God on the inside of us, we're still walking with God. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to ask you how many times you blew it this week, but you know. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so if you're not careful, though, then that's when the devil comes in and, and says things like, why do you even go to church? You call yourself a Christian and you did that? But at the same time, I just think, you know, I think we need to watch what we say and what we do, but it'd take a lot of things to turn God's love the other way. It would because and, and, and to change the life that we have, but because we've been infused with the life of God. Amen. Amen. So sometimes you do make mistakes. And speaking of those little babies, um, most of us have brought those babies home before. And you know, when you bring that little baby home, that baby is just so precious and you're so excited and you love that baby so much. And, and then you go to bed that night about two o'clock and three o'clock in the morning, that baby goes, Wah! and you think, oh God, can we take him back? <laughs> I've changed my mind, you know, but really. That doesn't change the situation at all, does it? Why? Because that baby is yours. And you love that baby. That baby has brought life into your house. Amen? Amen. And that's the way it is with God. When we receive him, we have his life in us. The life of the almighty God. And, and, but 
Going back to those babies, sometimes they make mistakes. Have you ever tried to uh, teach a baby to walk? They fall down every time. Well, not every time. Eventually, they do walk when they're about nine or ten. But, <laughs> but they, they eventually walk. And what about this? Have you, ever, have you ever taught them to talk? Or have you ever taught them to eat? Now, that's a trip, isn't it? I remember there are times where we just kind of strapped them in the baby, that high chair thing. We strapped them in there and just let them go at it. And it's amazing. They're learning how to eat, and they try to eat with their ear or their chin or their eye, their hair. They, you know, they do these things. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You can just hose them off later. <laughs> Amen? Amen. <laughs> I guess my point is, is just because they make a few mistakes, they're still alive, aren't they? And, and that, that's the way it is. If we're a Christian, sometimes we're going to make mistakes. We're going to get into a fuss with somebody. Maybe we have a bad temper and we blow up and do something to say something we shouldn't say. Maybe we do fall back into our old lifestyle, but it doesn't change God's love. And it doesn't take the life of God out of us. God has made us alive. Hallelujah. And we're alive. I'm so excited about that. I remember, I remember when I first got saved, I started thinking about I don't have to go to hell anymore. Because you know the story. Someone said, you're going to hell, and I'm not. And so when I received Jesus, I thought, wow, now I get to go to heaven. And then the more I learned about this is I don't have to be perfect. The life of God is still in me. And God coaches us through all these situations that we get into because he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. Hallelujah. We belong to God now. We don't belong to the devil anymore. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I forgot where I'm at now. James 1.18 says this. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that, that might be a kind of first fruits for all he created. See, it's not by accident that this happened. So I thought I'd go back to the first part of Ephesians that I read a while ago. And, and just I want you to hear this maybe in a different light right now. In which you, were one, you once walked according to the course of this world. That was me. I walked in a different path. I didn't walk with God. It was the course of the world. Hallelujah. But not anymore. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. But see, that's not us anymore. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath, just as others. But the next two words are so important. It says, but God. But God, hallelujah, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we are saved. Just because of, see, that's who we used to be. You know, God loved us when we were sinners. 
I talked about it last week in, in Romans chapter 5, that, that really the way he saw us, saw us is we were his enemy, but he still loved us. He loved us when we were in the, the deepest sin that we could be. God loves humanity, doesn't he? He loves people. And, and I, I don't know if I can ever get to a service without saying this. And, and I know he loves us because the Bible says that he so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. But then I read this scripture and I want to share this one with you too. Hallelujah. In 1 John 3, 1, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Amen. We're God's child. You know, I was just thinking about that little, that little Theodore. He is, he's God's child already. He's, he's, uh, he's Luke's son. He's Catherine's son. Hallelujah. You think you can convince them of any other thing? No. That's, that little boy is their son. We were over yesterday visiting our youngest son, and he is about twice my size, but he's still our son. He's our baby. And now he has a baby, and she's our, she's our little granddaughter. That's how God feels about you. I love that. What kind of love is it? What manner of love is it that, that God would reach down from heaven and love somebody who's a blasphemer, somebody who is cursing, or somebody who's just flat-out immoral? What kind of love is that? That's the God kind of love that he shows us every single day, every day. Hallelujah. And you know, when he sees us, he doesn't see us the way we are. What he does is he sees what he can make out of us. Hallelujah. I remember that I hadn't been saved very long. And Rhonda and I hadn't been, I got saved, was it a month? One month after we were married. And that first month was, it was, it had to be a hard month for my, for my new wife. But I got saved, and, and, and it be, I really did begin to change. So we, on this holiday, we were, uh, I was off on a Monday for some reason. I worked for UPS then, and some kind of holiday where we were shut down. So I woke up that morning, that morning, and I said, hey, let's go fishing. Imagine me saying that. <laughs> so... She said yes, and, and we went. We drove 60 miles to a lake. I'm glad I don't have to drive 60 miles here. But when you live in Texas, you do that. There's not much water there. So we drove over there, and we were in this little boat together, and, and, and she was doing great, and I was trying to catch fish, and I was working hard, and it was so quiet. and just We were the only ones on that pond. And then all of a sudden, we heard these engines roaring and these people coming down the road. They just slid up there and the dust began to fly everywhere. And these guys got out and they just, they had the coolers and they unloaded their coolers with their beer and they were smoking and drinking and they were just over there just living it up. And, and so remember, I'm just barely saved. Just barely. 
And, and I looked over there with my judgmental self, and I said, I wonder what God thinks about them. <laughs> but I'll never forget what you said, honey. <laughs> you said this, God loves them. And God does love sinners, doesn't he? God loves you. He loves you. He loves me. It's unconditional. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. I don't know where I'm at. I lost my place again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can change you, and he can give you eternal life. I'm going to read that scripture. 1 John 3, 1 and 2. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Behold, I'm sorry, (laughs) not behold, beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for he shall see, we shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. Can you say amen?